Kia and welcome to Phytomed's Herb Talk podcast. I'm Charlene Benner, a qualified and registered naturopath medical herbalist at Phytomed Medicinal Herbs. With an interest in research and phytotherapy, I am joined today by Phil Rasmussen, Phytomed's founder and qualified pharmacist and medical herbalist. Phytomed's roots are embedded in traditional and clinical phytotherapy combined with the latest research to produce premium herbal medicines made right here in New Zealand. Here at Herb Talk, we offer innovative insights and research on a wide range of phytomedicines with a particular focus on New Zealand native herbs and their application in clinical practice for naturopaths, medical herbalists and natural health practitioners. For more information, visit us, phytomed.co.nz. So for our podcast summary today, it's all about kawakawa, one of our most favourite herbs. So commonly our beautiful kawakawa with their adored heart-shaped leaves and familiar peppery taste is used for teas and tinctures alike. Today we will be asking for what more can you tell us about kawakawa and its clinical benefits? I know it's one of my favourite herbs and I know for everyone out there listening today, I'm sure it is also many of your own favourite herb as well. We know that it has this potent circulatory effect and powerful digestive properties, but little is known over its speculated adaptogenic effect. What clinical applications can we use here from it? So we'll be talking more about that today. And what cases have shown us its beneficial effects in the well-known treatment area of stress and exhaustion? So stay with us as we uncover its seemingly lesser-known effects and its clinical power for better use of this truly exceptional New Zealand native plant. Welcome, Phil. Thanks, Charlene. I know we've got a great topic today, favourite native for many people out there, including yourself. Absolutely. So today we're discussing kawakawa, the beautiful kawakawa and its clinical applications. What is kawakawa's well-known medicinal action? I know we're opening up a big question there, Phil, but, you know, straight into it, what what would be it? Yeah, a whole lot, basically. And I've written a couple of reviews on it over the years, including one in pharmacy today, last year, which was only a summary, really, of what we now know about it, because apart from its traditional use, we fortunately now have half a dozen published papers in the scientific literature on kawakawa, so we're better informed than we used to be. But it is mainly in my head, if I was stuck on a desert island and I needed something to look after my and my whole whanau's digestive system, I'd go for kawakawa. It is great as a anti-spasmodic, it's a really good anti-inflammatory, both internally for digestive conditions, but also topically, as we know, kawakawa balms and any inflammatory skin condition, eczema, psoriasis, it often can help a lot. But yeah, overindulgence, stomach ache, spasmodic, muscular pain, even dysmenorrhea, even period pains or, or headaches, migraines, sometimes it can really, really help. And and I think it also probably helps a little bit with like, a, you know, looking after our gut permeability as well and, and potentially the gut microbiome. I think as a tea, I think kawakawa has, has benefits there. But that's just a snapshot. One of them is, as you say, its potential adaptogenic properties. Yes, that's our kind of mystery <clears throat> where I'm raveling a bit today for kawakawa and its life as an adaptogenic. Tell us more here. I know we're only just sort of discovering kawakawa in this this way, aren't we? Or this therapeutic action. What, what do you know? What do you know about that as action there? And what can you share with us today? I mean, there's not a lot written about it in the historical literature, but some of the early colonists who came to Aotearoa described seeing Maori use 
Kawakawa with Manaka and one or two other herbs for what seemed to be fatigue type conditions. I think it was Harakiki root, which you know you need to be a bit uh, respectful of that one that you don't have too much. And it was also used as a bit of a diuretic, as a bit of a cleansing herb. And there wasn't a lot written, only one or two reports. And and then I think uh, Diefenbach, a German explorer wrote also uh, about some of that. But then some of the early colonists, you know, the people who were there chopping down the native bush, unfortunately, so they could put, you know, grass and cows on them, on the land. Uh, there were a couple of reports of early settlers using kawakawa as an alternative to tea, to so-called TT, you know, the gumboot stuff that comes from India and China, uh, Camellia sinensis, and, and reporting that it had refreshing properties and it wouldn't surprise me if it uh, helped sustain us during these hard days of labour in the sweating sun. So based upon that, I've always had an interest in this particular potential application of it. So we, we formulated the kiwi herb product many years ago, kiwi herb ginger and kawakawa, manaka honey because that is a really good digestive tonic. We also had one for a while called kiwi herb energizer which had kawakawa and uh, American ginseng in it. Yes, I remember um, that one as a bit of a boost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it was designed for people who, who want a daily uh, little uplifting thing that was an alternative to caffeine, but healthier and safety. Because of the ethics around where we try to get our Aotearoa herbs from and the fact that labour costs here are a bit more than where a lot of herbs are grown in poorer countries, it was quite an expensive product to produce because, you know, here at Phytamine Kiwi, we don't believe in sub-therapeutic doses as well. So it, it, obviously it was never going to compete with the likes of the energy drinks. It wasn't intended to, but it didn't sell as well as we hoped. So, it's, you know, a, a couple of friends of mine who used it every day in their quite demanding jobs uh, really reported real good. They um, felt that, Pep. They felt that they, little bit of energy that it despite, uh, you know, yeah. and gave it to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And they were very, very distressed when we delisted it. But yeah, we need we need to research it basically, and and yet you know personally, I drink kawakawa tea quite often. I've got it all around my house, and you know, when I'm working from home, I have it right by the kitchen there. And if I've had my quota of caffeine for the day, I'll, I'll sometimes uh, go to kawakawa, and I think it is really good in this regard. Do it's you a, do you dry it? Follow have it as just a fresh? Um, um, no, I usually tea. just have it fresh because I'm yeah. lucky. It is around me, and that is another real benefit of kawakawa, isn't it? That it is so endemic. It's, it's yeah. everywhere. We're very um, lucky out here in the Waitakere's anyway that it's yeah, it's yeah. endemic everywhere. This beautiful heart-shaped yeah. leaf. You don't have to go far from your doorstep to find it. No, no, unless <laughs> you live you know in certain parts of the mainland. Yeah, it's not so common. Generally, coastal areas, North Island especially, it is really, really easy to get hold of. It sort of likes, it's a little bit shy, isn't it, by nature? It likes being under the canopy, likes a little bit of shade, likes draining soil, doesn't it? Likes yep, being. Yep. <laughs> but once you see it, once you know it, you know it. It's a really distinctive heart, um, heart-shaped leaf and, and uh, often with holes in it from the, you know... Uh, the special caterpillar, caterpillar that comes along and munches along. That's right. Even yeah. it contains insecticidal properties, the caterpillar likes it. Yeah, it's, it's nature... Very complex, but very simple at the same time. So for those practitioners out there who want to give kawakawa harvesting a little go, like in the form of cup of a tea, pick those holy leaves, right? Because they're the ones that are, are deemed to have the actives in quite yeah. highly by the little caterpillars munching on them. That's, That's what often the some people say, some iwi yes. and, and kaumato um, in certain areas say <laughs> that. Personally, yes. I'm not convinced that that is the case. Interesting. Um, yeah, it may... It, yeah, secondary metabolites, which is what it's all about. I mean, in kawakawa, yes. you've got mainly lignans, flavonoids, and these uh, amides, these alkyl amides. You know, they're a type of alkaloid. They're the ones that and you get in all papyraceae family plants. And, of course, you know, black pepper, 
and a whole range of other species, Piper longum, the, the Chinese species, Indian species, I should say. You know, they're used a lot, not just for digestive systems, but also as adaptogens again. And, and those alkaloids are, are quite interesting. I think they are probably contributory. And maybe you get more of them in leaves that are being eaten by the caterpillar, maybe not. Again, we, we really need to research that component of it. There's a lot around kawakawa we, we don't know scientifically as yet, but... But yeah, that is said to be the case. It's exciting, yeah. isn't it? Well, we've opened up a new little chapter on kawakawa yep. <laughs> to, to eat the holy leaves or not. You, I guess you can't go wrong. Whichever you prefer, you can That's right. give, it a, give no. it a whirl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you want the insect to have uh, you know, done the pre-work on it, then go for it. <laughs> the anti-stress properties. What, what are we looking at here for the anti-stress properties of kawakawa? I know we're just touchy. We already touched on a few. What, what are the anti-stress properties believed to be? anti-stress properties that we're proposing for kawakawa? Yeah, again, I think we, we need research. But, of course. you know, it is a, a really good digestive tonic for all sorts of reasons. It's it's likely effect on the gut, gut permeability. It, it can help with uh, nutrient absorption and it also is an antispasmodic. So people with irritable bowel syndrome, which is, of course, partly stress-related, uh, the stress component of it can be quite major in a lot of people it is perfect it is it is the IVS herb where I come from and and it, it, as to whether it has other central nervous system actions in the same way that another Perperaceae family plant Hypermethysticum or Kava does we still don't really know but of course it's the leaves of Kawakawa we use it's not the root that you use Kava for and yet some of those alkyl amides those amides that are found in Kawakawa beyond Piperine itself are really, really interesting what they might do to the central nervous system. Probably, it could well have more effects on the central nervous system than we currently understand. Of course, we're just proposing here today the possible anti-stress effects, but it's quite exciting, isn't it, to discover that right at our fingertips, in our own unique New Zealand native range, which is exclusive, you know, is the Phytomed range, offering those beautiful, you know, 12 Zealand natives that we might have something that can be of anti-stress support right at our fingertips to use, whether it's a tea, a tincture... Well, Anything where there's the brain and the gut playing up and not doing what you want it to do or stress-related digestive conditions, it's the first thing I think of. And, and you often don't need to go in there with a big dose in that situation. It's, it's a really good herb to include as part of an overall formula with you know, things like lemon balm and peppermint and, and with any, of course, those sort of you know, stress-insulating herbs. It, it combines really well with them and it gives the, the formula quite a peppery flavour. It is quite strong. So for chronic conditions like irritable bowel, you often don't need to use more than 15, 20 mils a week. But for acute things like headaches or migraines or period pains or, or acute digestive upset, go for 10 or 15 15 or even 20 mils as a simple, that's what I recommend anyway. And generally it works quickly. I know I took it the other day and I hadn't taken it for a little bit and I, it was just for a headache and it just worked like that. It was yep. like instant. Yep. So <coughs> Kawa Kawa can be quite good yep. relief quickly. And it's safe. You can have two cups. Yes. If one doesn't do the business, have another one. You know, you can make a pot and leave it in the fridge. Yeah, you can come back to it as often as you need to, right? Yeah. yeah. Quite often for anti-stress properties, that's beneficial, isn't it, over the day? If you're having yeah. quite a workload's high or life is just busy, family life is super busy, all those things are very common, then... Absolutely. Yeah. Kawakawa, iced kawakawa tea or warm <laughs> in yeah. the winter months yeah. is yeah. ideal. Ending on our kawakawa uh, subject today, what case studies, what have you seen here for, can you tell us a bit more from a clinical viewpoint? Why kawakawa as a stress-supporting remedy? Or when have you used it? And it may not have been for stress, just when have you used it 
and it's been of benefit. I'm sure there's many recollections and many cases where this has yeah, you know, been I mean, the result. But just for all our listeners today, it'd be great to share. Yeah, there's, there's a huge number, as I said earlier, for a symptomatic relief for period pain, digestive cramping pain, spasmodic pain where you've overindulged. There's nothing better. Right? I, I really believe that. And you can take it in all different forms. But you know, one, one patient that I've, I've got some notes here about is a patient who, again, she had this unwellness going on with her, her, uh, her digestive system, dressed to the point where she'd get diarrhoea every time when she was going through a stressful period, and also you know, pain during eating, and to the point that that was putting her off eating at times. Um, you know, and that's really not good when people start losing weight because stress you know, manifests in different ways in different people, and some people it makes them not want to eat. They're just too busy, they, they forget, and when they sit down, they, they just don't feel like it. It's, it's that mind-body link. So I gave her a mix with withania, lemon balm, and kawakawa in it, a bit of licorice for flavour, 10 mils twice a day, and it works pretty well, and she's on a similar mix to that today. So that, that's more of a chronic situation. But yeah, I use it for a lot of people. I use it for some of my cancer patients even. I think it probably has anti-cancer principles in it. And I'm recommending it to people sometimes. As you said before, Charlene, colds and coughs, it can be good as an inhalation. It can be good as a tea to just warm your circulation and, and look after your lungs and, and give, give you the sense of overall wellness, basically. It just tastes intrinsically healthy, doesn't it? I think. It does, yeah. It's, it's a pretty <clears throat> obvious taste. Once you've tasted it, you don't forget it. <laughs> yep, yep. Good old kawa twice, yep. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a herb that I think you fall easily in love with. It's got a distinctive taste, but its effect isn't usually quite immediate. And I think, you know, once you've felt its effect, regardless of what you've taken it for, whether it's for that circulatory effect, that digestion effect, it really lets people down, right? It's yep, yep. Usually it's a really, pretty good. really good daily tonic for, for um, general health, I think. Absolutely. I agree. So thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you for being part of today's discussion. We wouldn't want anyone else telling us about Kawakawa and letting us unravel its mystery a little bit more. Obviously, like most things in the universe, it continues to be a mystery, but we continue to learn more and that's the most important thing as we go along, right? Learning a little bit more, chipping away at that, the fundamental blocks of learning, I guess. What else it has that may be of benefit to us yep. for in clinic and like you say, maybe if you're just simply at home. Catching up on work or just there with family at home, looking after the household. It's a perfect cup of tea that way as well. Certainly. There's all different ways you can take it. (laughs) Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Charlene. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Ka kite. Uh, Thank you to all our listeners today and look forward to bringing you more phytotherapy talk in our next Herb Talk podcast. Kia kaha from the Phytomed team. (laughs) 